thought, wow, I can actually do this and I can teach martial arts and I can have a life. <laughs> and uh, that has, um, that one decision I made, I, I'm still reaping the benefits of that. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Brad Skonavako, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm happy to be here, Glenn. Cool. So could you tell us, uh, first up, the usual stuff, a little bit about how you um, found Sistema? How did you get started and why? Sure. Um, I, you know, I found Sistema without knowing what it was. Um, I had been um, training in martial arts for about 20 years before Sistema, and I was doing um, – I started in Kempo, and um, – I had uh, a friend. I had just moved to Colorado. It was about 1998. And I had a friend who was uh, my Filipino and Indonesian martial arts instructor. His name was Al McClucky. And he was very well known in Kempo circles. Yeah, and sure. I, I had him come out for a seminar. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought, you know, he's going to teach us some, you know, Filipino martial arts. And uh, it was kind of a grand opening thing. And uh, so, he, you know, he came in and taught. And, I, and I'd known him for years. And you know, he just started teaching some knife work and I, I looked at it and I said, that's not like something's different about that. that. That's not like your standard Filipino martial art drill. What's going on? So, yeah. you know, he, 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 you know, he ends the workshop. Everybody loved it. Um, and, you know, I took him out to dinner and we're sitting around. And I said, what are you doing? <laughs> he says, I don't really want to tell you because I told some other students that what I was teaching really wasn't Filipino. It was this Russian martial art that I came across Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I'm afraid of losing students because people, it wasn't what they had expected. Mm. And uh, I just responded. I said, give me more, man. I said, tell me all about this. Right. And uh, so, you know, so he gave me the rundown of how he met Vladimir. He'd been up to Toronto. Um, he's just like, hey, he's got videos. I ordered them like that day, you know, and I just kind of watched him till my eyes bled. Yeah. And um, I just, I started teaching immediately. I mean, before I got, you know, I was just so pumped up. Mm. that, uh, you know, the stuff I'd seen was so different. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I was just, it was what I was looking for basically from a sense of, um, you know, I had, I'm really good at memorizing things. So pretty much martial arts all teach the same way you teach, you have a set technique, you know, you have the attack and, you know, kind of, this is what your defense is, whether or not it's a, you know, like kind of a striking combination or if it's a choke or a takedown or joint locking, yeah. it's pretty much the same teaching methodology. Yeah. And, you know, I was always looking for something like I get enough techniques. How do I kind of use this stuff? Right. And um, so I I wanted that spontaneity. So I was always looking at arts, you know, like the Filipino martial arts were known for flowing drills and Indonesian stuff. There was there was a a, there still is an Indonesian, a very high level Indonesian instructor, you know, near me. And, you know, it was kind of Sistema like where there was no structure, really no organization. And so I had kind of been moving in that direction. And then when I saw Vladimir, I was just like, that's that's where I'm going. Right. And I, I went, I went crazy pretty much, you know, I went whole hog, um, <laughs> full on system monk. You went through, yeah, yeah. I, I just went in and just, I, I mean, I walked into my class. I was like, all right, everybody just started attacking me. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it was a blast. And, uh, you know, I just, I haven't looked back. It's been 20 years right now. It's my 20 year anniversary. Oh, doing That's great. And, uh, you know, it's just, I love it. I, there's no end in sight. You know, it's, I had a conversation with Vlad once we were talking about, um, different martial arts. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, you know, Vlad, I said, when I study different martial arts, I said, it, it always got to the point where I, I would see a teacher and 
what they could show me was like less and less and less each time. Like I kind of saw their tricks and that was kind of about it. Yeah. And, and then he answers and he says, yeah, he goes, but what's systemic? He goes, every time we do it, he's like, there's more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it really kind of encapsulated all of that. of like, there's, yeah, there's no end in sight. Yeah, it's both to me. It's both inspiring and frustrating, right? You feel like you're making progress, and the 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 people who are really good, the, you know, Vladimir and, and his direct students at HQ just keep creeping further and further away. So you yeah, can't yeah. measure yourself in an extrinsically kind of you know valued way. So I've kind of came to terms with that a few years ago, and be like, oh, every time I go up there, I'm going to be like even worse in comparison to them. I'm not yeah, trying to creep yeah. up on them though. So it's a, it's an interesting you know, phenomenon. You know, the way I look at that is. Um, I have a, my, my degrees in philosophy and, yeah. uh, you know, I had, you know, came across this quote where they said, there's only one thing you could not have enough of and still be happy. And that's wisdom. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just cause if you don't have enough of something you're like, Oh, I wish I were better. But you know, with, with the idea of looking at system, it's like you have this, you know, I don't know, just good feeling and positive expectation of like, there's more stuff I get to do and I get to explore this. And I, and if I get good at, you know, X, then I can go learn Y now. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, that's what keeps me going. It's just that there's always something different. There's a different, you know, everybody, um, you know, like, you know, all the people you interview here, you know, everybody's got their different perspective or different kind of, um, you know, insights that they've gathered that everybody gets to, uh, exchange and learn about. And, um, that's one of the big strengths of the art, I think. Yeah, definitely. There was something Vladimir said, I think actually maybe you mentioned it even in the interview that we did here. Um, on the podcast and he was kind of saying that in a lot of arts you know you'll go and you'll try and kind of you know eat from the tree you take an apple from the tree of learning and wisdom whatever the instructor is trying to give you and then you take the apple and you go away and you think you've got it but all you've got is an apple right it's kind of it's only gonna last either you eat it and it's done or it kind of withers and and rots and you think you have the tree right but you don't and he said sistema is great because you can keep returning to the source and you keep getting replenished and all that kind of stuff and like nobody really has the tree you don't you know you don't own it right but you just kind of keep going back to the source and it feeds you more and more and more so i'm paraphrasing but that's kind of what i took from it yeah, that, that word you, you hit on, the source, is, um, you know, on, on a philosophical level, but also on a very practical level, you know, that's what I think Systemic gets at, is just, it's that source, because, you know, Michael d- will do some drills, and I remember one of the first times we were in Russia, he just said, you know, everybody has their different postures and kind of the ways they fight, and he says, you know, and, and he just showed us, very, very solid, you know, yeah. demonstration with, with a stick. He said, if you start hitting people with a stick... Everybody moves the same after a while. Right. <laughs> it's a great leveler. <laughs> you know, and you get you get right to the source of what is this all that everybody, you know, how how would we have to move? How would we have to react? How would we have to respond? Yeah. Um, you know, given those those conditions, if you take away kind of the stylization of martial arts. Mm. And um, that that's to me was something that's just like, man, that's just that works with. I, and I've done it myself with people, you know, students come in. It, it it's always the same. Yeah. You know, so it is, you know, you have to be able to get back to that. You got to get in touch with that versus kind of just what's on the surface. Yeah. Um, that people see the differences. Like if somebody watches system on a video, um, you know, they'll pick out a technique and say, well, I learned this technique, so I don't need to learn Sistema. Or, you know, you get into that works, that doesn't work. And, you know, those kind of things that, that I think missed the point. Yeah, uh, wholeheartedly. Actually, funny enough, I was just talking to uh, Brazo Pereña from down in uh, Lima, Peru. Uh, he was the last guy that I interviewed, so um, maybe that will add by the time this one comes on. And he was making, uh, he, he had a lot to say about um, why it's almost impossible to appreciate um, Sistema just from, uh, uh, 
you know, watching it on YouTube or something. And the, and the key thing was that it's it's not designed to be visual. It's designed to be hidden in plain sight, right? So it's like, you can't look as if, so for the one thing, if you don't understand the skills that are being employed, then you don't even know what you're looking at. And for the for the next thing, it's um, the instructor's actually attempting to make the movement smaller, more efficient, more more hidden the whole time. So it doesn't really lend itself to, to kind of visual learning in that kind of way. Yeah, it's, you know, Vladimir said once about, he said, you know, he was saying, well, people sometimes get bored watching Michael because his moves are so refined. Mm. And he said, he said he always does the right thing. Like somebody comes at him and if there's if there's a weakness when the person attacks him, he finds it almost instantly. Yeah. yeah. And then you, all you see is like, well, there's this guy standing there and people come up to him and they fall down and, and people can't relate to that. Yeah. And he said he said, oh, I can show the art more and people get a sense of what he's doing. Yeah. And um, so at the same time, it, it's it's the strength of the art. But for a performance. Yeah, it's something that that people, unless you have a background where you can actually um, understand what's happening, you, you don't you don't see it. Do you, do you think that's why so many people come across from you know Filipino martial arts or from you know high level training in like Tai Chi or Aikido and things like that? It's it's there's a lot of people who tend to it seems kind of come across later um, and not quite so many people coming up the pipeline at like 18, 20 years old who are like, no, forget BJJ. This is the thing. You know, it's, it seems like it's um, a lot of kind of more experienced people who already know what they're looking for. And I, I found the same thing as well with students that I have that are in uh, the military, for example, or, or police, you know, th what they're looking for is the practicality and the pragmatism. Um, and they recognize that right away. They're like, well, I don't know what this is, but I can see that it's going to work. Right. There's just this reality to it that they kind of, um, Get in, get in tune with a lot of the time. Um, whereas people who are looking to learn how to fight and win, like sometimes I think their fr their mindset and their framework is still set in a competitive kind of spirit. And if it doesn't match up with the mental hooks they already have, then um, they're kind of looking at it through the wrong lens. Do you, do you know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, yeah. You know, I have this saying that beginning system is advanced martial arts. And, and I, I tell people that because um, when they come in to do it, if they're frustrated because they can't do it, it, it kind of lets them off the hook. It's like, look, what you are doing, you know, in my own background, it took me years and years to to be able to get to a point to do it or you'd have a teacher who would show it to me. Yeah. And uh, and here I am showing you in your very first class. And, you know, it's amazing from, you know, looking at my own background and thinking you're so ahead of where I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, people, but people don't understand. You know, they, they don't know that because, you know, you and I are, you know, we're professionals. This is what we do. Yeah. And so we're in it and, you know, we're doing it all the time and we're talking about, you know, system of this, system of that. This is why this works. And, you know, somebody who just looks at a martial art, if they just come in, they think, well, what do I do if somebody puts a knife in my throat or, you know, I want this to work. And so they can only make a decision what they see. Yeah. And if what we do works because of what they don't see, you know, they don't, they don't, they can't make the connection. So on a teacher standpoint, to bring it down to their level, to a beginner level, to show a practicality and, and what the purpose is, is, yeah. is one of the big challenges that we have as instructors. Because um, I think once it, when people can make those connections and they invest in their training, then they'll take the time to actually do what we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Has, have you found them, there were aspects of your previous training that, that actually helped you with that, um, either with putting ideas across or in kind of drawing parallels or putting things to people in my um, that maybe other instructors don't think of. Um, I, I haven't trained all that much Filipino martial arts. I have to, I have to admit, just maybe like a, I did a, 
like a six month course with a guy called uh, Krishna Godhania who was in London when I was um, doing my masters back there and while I was just kind of dabbling with a lot of different arts before I made the jump from Aikido to Sistema um, and it, I found it fascinating I, what I really liked was the the emphasis on attributes it's not the sides there were our techniques of course and a lot of individual things you know stripping sticks out of people's hands and you know right. knife drills and things like that but it seemed like the, the, the overreaching emphasis at least the way that this guy was teaching it was that you're not really training the techniques you're training you're doing the drills in order to build up sensitivity and speed and you know and these attributes that are going to kind of help you and and to me there's some parallels there with like the idea in Sistema that you're building up these attributes of structure and understanding position and understanding how to relax yourself and how to breathe and um you know how to how to move freely as a, as a unified piece do you know what I mean so did, did yeah. you find that that was useful to you or did it kind of as it hold you back held you back or both um, I would say on net, it was, it was a good thing because, um, you know, when Vladimir first started teaching in the States, you know, he'd walk into a room and everybody in the room came from somewhere else hmm. and they didn't come from Sistema. So it was a room of guys who had, like you said, there were guys who had trained in, you know, Tai Chi, Chinese internal martial arts, Japanese internal martial arts, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, uh, of, of, of every different martial arts. Here was a bunch of guys in a room who all had, who all could, you know, they knew how to do takedowns, they knew how to punch, they knew how to kick, yeah. you know, they knew how to do choke locks. They had all of those, you know, I guess we would say techniques. Mm. And then, you know, then they meet Vladimir and they start doing Sistema and everything just like turbocharges. Yeah. And um, but, you know, I guess in a, in, a, in a kind of a larger picture, it's if you have experience and you're doing Sistema, you can't take it away. Hmm. If you've done an art for, for a decade and you do Sistema, you know, I don't, I don't think you should even try to. But, you know, you can't you can't unlearn the stuff you learn. You have it. It's inside of you somewhere. You're going to have certain predilections, habits, things sure. like that. Yeah. Um, so if you got it, you make the best of it. And, you know, it was, um, for me, what happened was I, when I started teaching, I thought, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make this work, but if it doesn't work, I can just fall back on all the other stuff I've already learned. Yeah. And that allowed me to actually explore more in systemics. I thought, well, you know what? I could always just like go full speed. I could do whatever I could, you know, pull out this other stuff I know how to do. I kind of had it in my back pocket. Yeah. And so it allowed me to be, you know, kind of uh, a little bit freer with exploring it because, you know, people just walk into my school and they say, you're the teacher. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to try to do this thing. And I don't know if it's going to work. And mm-hmm. um, the great thing was it worked. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I had to consciously in my mind kind of put aside everything and say, I'm just going to work on these things that Sistema does. And I did that for a long time. And and then it circled back because, you know, I do also teach, you know, other martial I basically teach everything I've ever learned other than Sistema to a different group of students. Mm-hmm. And in, in any given day, I'll go back and forth, you know, kind of like from Sistema mindset to the opposite of the Sistema mindset and, and have two groups of students. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is I get students who will gravitate toward one or the other, but I always try to overlap it. Yeah. And, and I mix them up and they kind of, you know, so it's always the Sistema students are dealing with people who aren't Sistema students and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And they see that the benefit of that, of seeing people who, um, you know, move differently or, but, um, so that helps them. But what I found for myself was that everything that I learned, um, it can come out if it's, if it's there, it's not a memorized technique. And, and if something I've learned in some other martial art, um, kind of just pops out of nowhere, then great. You know, 
I, I look at that as I look at that as a positive because on my mind I'm like I just want stuff to work. You know, I want to be able to defend myself like everybody else. Yeah. And uh, I, I wouldn't say, well, you know, I learned this in you know this other martial art, and so I can't do it. I I don't make those distinctions. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, you know, because I've run into people who are, who have say, well, what about all those joint locky things? Well, you know, one of the guys in Russia, the first trip we came to, you know, they put us in like, hey, go over and work with Sasha. He's really good with wrist locks. And this guy was just a beast. You yeah. know, uh-huh. he still is. I mean, I, I don't remember his last name. He's big, you know, um, you know, uh, red hair guy, one of Michael's longtime students. Hmm. And just I mean, he taught us all of these intricacies of the way they do, you know, all these joint lockings. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, so, you know, it wasn't a memorized technique, but it's technique. Like there's some, there's principles to it, you know? Sure. Yeah. And uh, so, so if you have that stuff and you're doing systemic, it's going to make it better. Yeah, definitely. And, but yeah, what, what I found a little bit is, um, I mean, I think there might be something that's, um, you know, your background as well that might kind of predispose you to being able to put things on the shelf and then pick them back up again. And um, so you describe one situation in which you felt like you were a competent fighter already, basically. Right. So you, you're not, well, if this new thing that I'm learning that I'm trying to pick up isn't working for me right now, or I can't kind of apply it at the slow speed or, you know, I haven't got the precision. Right. Now I can always fall back on this other thing and choke the guy or smack this out of his hand or something. Right. So that, it gave you kind of like a, a pre-existing confidence in, yeah. you didn't have to prove yourself, but I found actually that I see in some people, and some people come to it. I have actually a, another student who studied a lot of FMA, um, Gabe, who works with us here, and uh, and he's like that. He can just put it down, and he's like, "Oh, great, more stuff." You know, he's he can put it aside. And interestingly, he spent a few years as a Zen monk, so he has this philosophical background, right, as well, where he can kind of shelve aspects of his personality and then bring them back online again. But I've also seen the opposite in students, where because they have this technique, they they rely on it, you know, almost too much. And then when you're trying to get them to do, learn something new and it's not working, they get really frustrated and fall back by default. And they would rather do their old thing and be seen to be competent than to learn okay. to do the new thing, which requires a little bit of failure, unfortunately, for a time. You know, so have you seen that and experienced that as well? Or do you think that's just and, a, a function and, of something else? I think that, um, you know, one of one of the... Uh, the things that I really like about Sistema and, and Vladimir's teaching and just, you know, a lot of the wisdom he shared with me off of that um, was just about, you know, facing, you know, our own egos. Hmm. And um, that's what I see. People come in. Think about this, though. If you, if you, if you think about it from the student's perspective, you know, I, maybe I'm the new student. I've trained a little bit and I'm pretty good. Maybe I, I've got some skills. Yeah. And then I walk into this room of guys who are just doing something I've never done before. And so I'm thinking these guys can all fight. They can all do this. And I, and I got to hang with them. Yeah. And like you said, unless they say, well, you know what, I'm just going to do what they do and, and, and just, you know, take the time. If you have that foresight to do that, then you'll learn a lot, but, but, you know, kind of the average person will go in and say, but I can do this. So, you know, if they're doing something that I can't, you know, match, Mm. well, I'm, you know, I can do this. So naturally they just want to do it. Yeah. And, and I don't know that it's always, you know, malicious, but um, yeah, I'm really, sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually reminded uh, a little bit of a, um, I think it was a like a Sam Harris podcast or something. I was I was listening to um, with Robin Hanson. He was doing a live show, and he was talking about the um, the fun- the evolutionary function of a uh, conversation, and and he was talking about how if we were to have proper conversations, and and the the goal of conversation would be to share information, then you would necessarily your goal would be to 
to open your ears and listen as much as possible because you know in the in the economics of it you want to be trying to take more information than you're giving right so you'd be really stingy with the information that you're giving out or the things that you're showing people and you just want to listen and listen and listen and learn as much as you can but that's not how we have conversations right we, we tend to and, and he posits that actually the main function of conversation when you're talking is to is to show somebody else that you know something that you're reliable that you're competent and they they can trust you to be a good friend or, you know, back you up as a warrior or, you know, or that you're worth having around in your, in your peer group. And so instead we kind of take turns the, the way that we are just now. Right. And we, and we take turns kind of telling each other things and we're kind of, you know, we're, we're very generous with our knowledge kind of this way, but he's, he questions the motivation sometimes. And I think it's, um, there's an interesting parallel there with learning systema, right? Some people come in and they just want to absorb as much as they can. And they have a lot of knowledge, people like yourself, right? A big background and all that kind of stuff. But you came in and opened your ears and you listened, right? And you, and you were very, very keen to pick up as much as you can. But I don't think that's typical. I think a lot of people come in and they want to show you what they know, right? They're, they're desperate to show you that they're competent and that they, they can fight and that they can defend themselves. And, and that's more important to them than learning something new I, I know that's an unfair comparison or not but it just jumped into my head because it was maybe recency bias because i just listened to it well you know yeah i, I think you got it that um you know there there's um you know for one you doing this podcast i mean you, you're spending a lot of time listening so i think you're getting you know on that with that sam harris reference mm -hmm. you know you're getting a lot personally out of doing this from from talking to all the different instructors I, yeah you know yes. so not entirely and, selfless, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you know, it's, it's it's great for everybody, but um, you know that uh, I forgot what I was going to say with that, but um, you know that oh, it's just that you know somebody told me they said you know don't just wait for your turn to speak, hmm. and and that's kind of you know that's one of the reasons I like Sistema. It's why I do martial arts in general. Is that um, I like the physical psychological correlates of of what we do. Yeah. So when we're, we're when we're moving physically with people, how does that, you know, kind of correspond with, you know, like you said, how do you talk to people? I mean, if if, you know, if a fight is an argument or a conversation, uh, you know, how are you listening to the attacker? Yeah. You know, are you just waiting to do your cool technique, your cool moves that you learned? Yeah. In the same way that when people listen, they're not trying to hear what you're saying. They're just saying, all right, as soon as he pauses for a breath, I'm going to start talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Do, do you think you're um, – so you mentioned you did um, – so you studied um, philosophy at kind of um, – that was your kind of graduate level studies yeah. when you were at school and stuff like that. It was, yeah. And I think it was uh, – I think I remember seeing it on the website. It was economics as well. Was it philosophy and economics you studied or kind of one at graduate yeah, and one so at – Everybody tells me, you know, I went to college so I could, you know, think deep thoughts about being poor. Uh, so, <laughs> nice. yeah. so do, do you think that's influenced the way you think and and possibly even the way you teach system absolutely it's um the uh I, I you know i have to tell people that the the philosophy part was more uh applicable to martial arts i think than the, than the economics part though as having a business out of you know teaching martial arts that has helped a lot yeah. But, um, you know, for me, I, you know, I started teaching at a, just a, a young age um, and I was I always had tops grades, you know, honor roll, honor society, all that stuff. And I, I started teaching it in fifth grade. I, you know, I had a teacher who I was I learned all the material and, and she said, go to the back of the room and help the slow kids. Hmm. And so I, I just started teaching very young and, and I always enjoyed just helping people. And that kind of. I, I just like martial arts for the, you know, I got in it for the self-defense, you know, I'm from uh, the South side of Chicago. 
It was a really bad neighborhood. And, you know, I did it for very practical reasons to keep myself safe, you know, coming home from school. Yeah. And, uh, and I had to use it and it worked and I'm very thankful. Mm. And, uh, but, you know, there was a point where, you know, if it would have just been about self-defense, I would have quit, you know, decades ago. And I got in the philosophy is what, you know, that, you know, Eastern Western philosophy, going into martial arts, learning, you know, reading about, you know, just kind of classical martial arts, you mm. know, literature as well. You know, I really enjoyed that and, and it really infused all of my my own education and the way I teach it. Um, and it, it's allowed me to, um, I don't know, get different perspectives on it and, and, and be OK with that. Yeah. And, um, so but I, I think it's invaluable. And, and, you know, people always joke about it. They're like, why would you go learn how to do that? And, and the the rigor, you know, of 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 thinking through everything and, and learning it and the research is something that I still like to do. Yeah. And, you know, when people look at Sistema and think, well, why did that work? Or why am I just falling down? Or why did, why did that happen without, you know, I don't understand why that happened. And the challenge that instructors have from doing it to being able to take a student and saying, this is what you need to learn how to do to do this is the philosophy, the scientific research. And, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out, who has researched some type of phenomena that we do in Sistema so students can understand it and then commit to, to training in it to get good at it. Mm, yeah. So, you know, you can, you, I mean, having a, a philosophy background, I could segue into very airy fairy, you know, kind of mystical explanations for things. Mm. And, you know, I could do that easily. I can do it all day long, but I found that if I just say, look, this does this <laughs> because yeah. of this now do it. I found that students look at that and go, wow, that's really cool. Okay. You know, and, and I've got research to back it up. Yeah. And, um, if it's, even if it's not my own, I know about it and I keep myself current on that as much as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And, um, and actually doing the mental process away from physical training has helped me when I get on the mat. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, that all of those for me, I, I guess I kind of had a perfect storm of where I was in just you know, my, my school studies and my hobby, which became my business, all that kind of stuff kind of gelled for me. Yeah. Sounds like and, it. Yeah. Cool. I'm very fortunate that way. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a bit of luck, like everything is, but also a lot of hard work on your part. And, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting I, with my background, there's studied uh, genetics and immunology and bits of evolutionary biology along the way. Um, and I think that's informed the way that I talk about, um, at least the physical aspects of Sistema, but also the evolutionary psychology of like why we flinch, why we freeze, why we get fired up, all those kinds of things. And I've kind of, you know, leveraged that into like a, a side gig, basically, you know, teaching corporate groups and things like that about stress and resilience with like part science and part, um, you know, methodologies and things that we get from Sistema and other places, you know, stuff like that. Um, but along the way, what I found is that none of that actually helped me to create a Sistema school. <laughs> and that we have, we have like a, a pretty, you know, successful school here. It's pretty good going. We've got like 50 or 60 members on the books and we have regular trainees. We have classes like five or six days a week and seminars and things like that. And they're well attended and people really like our group and they like the people to train with us and, you know, everybody's welcome to come train. Um, but I feel like the success that I've had over the past 10 years has almost been despite my complete ignorance 
of all things economic and business related. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's been kind of like a struggle and a very much a kind of learn almost like, a, you know, going to one of Constantine's camps where he won't tell you anything. And you just have to learn how to make a fire and survive through the night or something. That's yeah. kind of how I felt trying to build a business along the way. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about because um, you have a very successful school. And could you you mentioned that you kind of teach other martial arts alongside Sistema and you kind of jump in and out of those. Can you tell us a little bit about um, what the setup is at your school and how you arrived at that? Um, how I arrived at it. Um, yeah, you know, I, uh, after I graduated from school, I had, you know, I had a degree in economics and I was working on the, uh, stock options exchange in Chicago. And so, um, I, I very quickly realized I had to get out of there and, uh, it just really wasn't for me in spite of doing all that. You just got and, sick of driving Ferraris and Lamborghinis all the time and high end dinners. And stuff. So, so here's, so here's the thing, Glenn, I was in a room, I'm in the pit and the, I looked around the room. So there's hundreds of guys in the room and I met people who'd been there for a year, five years, 20 years, 30 yeah. years, 40 years. And I, I just looked at them physically hmm. and talked to them about what their lives were like. Yeah. And, um, I, I just looked at that and I basically had a timeline of this is what I'm going to look like in a year, five years, 10 years. This is what my life is going to go toward. Right. And uh, I just I looked at it. And I said, you know what? That is not for me. And uh, so I, you know, I took off and I thought, what what do I really want to do? And um, my boss actually said it to me. He goes, your heart's not in this, is it? Uh -huh. And I was like, no, no, no. And he did me a favor because I thought I got to learn how, you know, to run a martial arts school. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, somehow I just wanted to do it. And this was even pre-Sistema. And um, so I, I wound up moving my my Kempo teacher um, guy Lee, named Lee Wedlake. He had a school. He actually um, is a certified system instructor as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, I, I went to work for him and I thought, wow, I can actually do this and I can teach martial arts and I can have a life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, I may not be as rich as I would if I stayed trading stock options, yeah. but I think I have a much more fulfilled life. And, mm -hmm. uh, that has, um, that one decision I made, I, I'm still reaping the benefits of that. And um, I live where I want to live. I moved to Colorado. I'm not from here. It's just this beautiful place to be. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've, I've made a wonderful life here. And my wife is a, a PhD in education. Mm. And that helps my systemic training because she and I talk a lot about, you know, pedagogy and how to teach and, you know, ways to be better all the time. So I, 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 I kind of glom onto all that research that, you know, that she that I kind of feel that she's in. Yeah. And, um, so. You know, I went through all that, and so I thought I finally realized I could open a school. But you know, one of the things was I realized, and I like this, was I have to teach kids for the most part. Yeah. And um, but that for me was one other kind of facet of my own personality that, you know, I thought that the the, the character development part, the psychological part of it, um, was something that they needed. Yeah. And um, you know, I started teaching. I remember having a conversation with Valerie, and she said. You know, I told her, I'm like, I want you to change my school to a systemic school. I'm going to get rid of everything. And she said, she said, hold on. <laughs> she, she said, your business is first. She said, whatever you're doing, if you make a living, yeah. keep doing it and add your systema in. And she's like, you know, she counseled me. She's like, don't go crazy. Hmm. And, um, and I, I kind of went half crazy uh, <laughs> because at one point I was so convinced that everyone should do systema that I – took all of my current students and just, I took all their uniforms away. I took all their belts away. I said, we're doing Sistema. Wow. And they trusted me. Hmm. And, um, I probably did them the biggest disservice I could because, you know, most of them quit after a few months. 
Wow. Uh, it, it was because they had come for one thing and I kind of switched to something else. And yeah. uh, wasn't that what, wasn't, wasn't I, what they signed up for. It was something wonderful, but it wasn't what was uh, advertised on the tin. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah. you know, had I, and, and so then years later I had uh, somebody come into my school and, and the guy started training in system and he said, he says, yeah, my, my buddy's going to go down to the school down the street because, you know, he won't do Sistema. You know, he wants the traditional martial arts trappings. And I thought, you know, I could teach him all the stuff with a uniform on yeah. and he would difference. And even if I taught him every single thing I've ever learned outside of Sistema, he would be better off as a student than he would at the school down the street. Yeah. Um, and so right there, I made a decision again. I was like, all right, I'm just get, whatever I have ever learned. If there's somebody who wants to teach it, I will teach it to them in the hopes that they will eventually find themselves into Sistema. Right. So, so that's um, so you're still maintaining that model now. So do you teach? So is it Kempo and Filipino martial arts in addition so to Sistema? Or? We call it um, and I got this again from Al. That's what he just kind of calls his thing. He just calls it a generic warrior arts. And by calling it that I can teach whatever I want. And I can just walk into the mat and say, "Hey guys, do this," hmm. and they'll just they'll do it. And it does, and and I'll I'll show them systema drills. I teach them all systema breathing because that's so important, no matter what they do. And and again, they have their uniform on. They go through their belt testing and things like that. But they're learning that stuff, and they're kind of you know kind of cross training a bit hmm. in that. So. So I will, so I can, if I only taught it, if I called it a Kempo class, I ran into the same problem with Sistema. Guy comes in from California and says, Hey, I heard you have a Kempo school, I, but Hey, that's not what we do. And then you run into that again. Hmm. So I just kind of made a generic name of, Hey, you want to learn how to do, I mean, I don't, you know, if you have a school and you just want to say, Hey, it's our adult self-defense class. Yeah. Most people don't know the difference between Sistema or Krav Maga or, you know, MMA or anything. They, they walk in. And they just they say, hey, you know, I want to be able to defend myself. Yeah. And, you know, once they learn that, then they start thinking, oh, well, there's this martial art that does this and this one does that. And then they kind of start getting into that. But mm. I mean, you know, in 20 years, I mean, the amount of people who decided not to train at the school because of the name of the art has been, you know, I kind of one hand. Yeah. Gotcha. So so from a teacher's perspective, it's how can I best serve my students? Yeah. And, um, you know, where we are, we're kind of in a little mini kind of tech center in Boulder. So I get a lot of guys who are computer scientists and, you know, they're all programmers and all this other stuff. And they are, they're as analytical as you can get. Yeah. And um, I've had people ask me, you know, over and over, they said, is there, is there like something about, is Sistema for everybody? Which I say it would benefit everybody if they would do it. Um, but is there a mindset or are there personality traits that really draw people to system? And I, I think that's, um, you know, there are certain people who need you to say, put your right hand here, put your left foot there for a while. Yeah. You know, and then after they get that, then maybe start getting them something that's, you know, more free form. And, um, you know, there are students that I've had to take that tack with yeah. and say, all right, you know, because you can see it on their face. And, and I, again, that's, those are skills that I've learned from doing Sistema. You could just see their entire physiology changing and, and not accepting it or just being frustrated and, and wanting to learn something. Yeah. And, and if I show them that and say, okay, you've got that. Okay. Now try it a little bit this way and now try it. And then I just tease it out for them yeah. before they know it, they're, they're being spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was, um, 
there's an analogy that I like to use with my students sometimes with uh, music, right? Learning a mu musical instrument. Like you can't just pick up a guitar and jam freeform and be like, yeah, I'm just going to make this work, right? Um, yeah. but, but you don't have to spend like years and years and years and years just copying other people's guitar solos and you don't have to learn crazy deep music theory. I mean, maybe you do if you're a classical guitarist and you want to perform right. at a concert level or something like that, you know, maybe you really do. But, you know, I started playing guitar when I was 12 because I thought my brother was cool and I wanted to be like, yeah. him, you know, um, and then basically just kind of, he taught, taught me the first few chords and I started just copying things that I could hear. And so I kind of ear trained myself a little bit to do that. And then along the way, you know, got a couple of books with kind of like guitar tab still couldn't read like proper music and tablets and things like that but um mm -hmm. but over time i kind of I, I acquired the things that i needed in order to learn more right um but i did need some stuff i did need to learn what a key was and what you know a mode was and what a scale was and things like that just to have some tools to be able to apply otherwise it just would have been pretty horrific sounding kind of random jamming i would have thought yeah. it sounded like cool free jazz and everybody else would have <laughs> thought it sounded like just something awful some cacophony so I, I think it's the same kind of thing with systemic you don't necessarily have to copy somebody else's entire methodology from the bottom up and have a curriculum that says all right first you have to learn a major and, and B minor and that, all of this Mixolydian scale and then you work, you work your way through and then you learn set pieces and then you go from one to another and get a grade, like grade eight guitar or something like that. But I, I do think there are some probably some fundamentals that you have to learn along the way before you can improvise, right? And um, uh, how, you teach those how you teach those, I think you can do that in different ways, but somehow you have to get those basics across. And uh, I see that at HQ, you know, they, they reinforce the fundamentals all the time. And, yeah. and Constantine makes the point all the time that it's, you know, there, there isn't really any advanced system. There's just kind of advanced basics. Well, I think Martin says that a lot as well. Um, yeah. And so it's that idea of like, you know, we'll just keep reinforcing these fundamentals and then that will help you to improvise. But, you know, you can't just wing it. <laughs> well, you know, what I, you know what I said to you about, you know, like I, I said it to my students. I said, yeah, you know, basic system as advanced martial arts and he says mm -hmm. well what's advanced sistema and i said it's doing your basics really well <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. and uh, so I, I play the piano too and um so i i really you know kind of key into those those uh the musical analogies because it, it, it's true you need um you need a base of knowledge to improvise off of yeah thanks for listening if you'd like to find out more about training at NC Sistema, you can visit us online at www.ncsistema.com. If you'd like to find out more about Sistema classes and seminars worldwide, please visit www.russianmartialart.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can share it with your friends online, you can support us and write a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, or you can support us directly via patreon.com with a monthly contribution of two dollars or more that's www.patreon.com slash nc systema many thanks good health and see you in training